Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing. Uh, now, before we roll, a request. We'd like some input on how we can improve the podcast. And we're running a survey over on the Site Visibility website. Take about five minutes of your time. It'd be really helpful to us because it will help us to continue to make your sort of um, podcasting experience as great as possible. If you want to help us out and go there, the page is sitevisibility.com slash survey. Uh, we'd really appreciate your feedback. And again, that's sitevisibility.com forward slash survey. Today, I'm joined by Mike Lieberman, President and Chief Inbound Scientist at Square2 Marketing. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Good, Andy. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Uh, what parts of the state are you in? Um, we're located right outside of Philadelphia. Is it uh, sunny there? Because it's horrible here. Well, it's sunny today, but it snowed yesterday, and it's quite uh, cold today, probably in the mid-20s Fahrenheit, so uh, it's a little chilly, but uh, I, I like the winter, so uh, it's all good here. Oh, good. I don't feel, I don't feel so jealous now, because it's very cold here as well. Anyway, um, before we get into the uh, meat and gravy, we're going to be talking about inbound marketing today, but before we do that, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Square2 Marketing, Mike. Sure. So uh, Square2 Marketing is a, an inbound agency primarily that has three different practice areas. Uh, one that focuses on technology. Technology is such a big part of marketing and sales now. So we help clients with marketing automation, sales, CRM, and, and any of the other technology products that would support those uh, two specific uh uh, big uh, uh, software categories. Mm -hmm. um, we have a campaign practice that helps clients with kind of smaller projects like build me a website or help me get found or do some lead nurturing for me. And that typically uh, gets applied to some bigger companies who have a marketing team, but maybe see some gaps in what they're capable of doing. So we fill those gaps for them. And then we have an inbound marketing practice that basically will take uh, clients and build them a full click to close program that starts with strategy and ends up with some very specific legal projections and business results for, for our clients. Fantastic. Now, inbound marketing, it is a, a subject we've tackled a few times on the show. Let's start off, Mike. Uh, just give us a very quick uh, definition of what inbound marketing is. Yeah, so inbound marketing is basically an attempt to focus our marketing energies on the people that are already looking for us, yeah. as opposed to interrupting them 
um, with some advertising that maybe is more impression-based or awareness-based. We really want to be uh, help our clients have their messages and their stories and their content and their materials in the places where people that they want to do business with are already looking. So we help them get found on search engines. We help them uh, be more prominent in social media. We help drive a lot of people back to their website. We help them create an amazing website experience that takes an anonymous visitor and turns them into a, a lead or a contact. Mm-hmm. And then we'll help the client nurture that contact you know, up until the time that that person is actually ready to buy something. And then they don't start their search, they already know our clients. They already know what our clients are all about, and they reach out to them in an attempt to do business. So uh, that's how we describe inbound. Yeah, because it's it, it's the the way people make purchases has changed, hasn't it? I'm just interested how how inbound works with that. Yeah, it's actually changed quite dramatically. Uh, and if you just kind of go back a couple of years, uh, just to do a little bit of a comparison, you know, the salespeople really controlled the buyer journey. Uh, if you needed something, you you got in touch with a company and said, hi, I'm interested. You know, can you help me? And they said, sure, I'm going to turn you over to a salesperson. And the salesperson kind of managed the process and doled out information based on what they wanted you to have and mm. when they wanted you to have it. And, you know, marketing did 25% of the lifting and sales did 75% of the process. You know, marketing kind of got people kind of aware of you and then sales took it the rest of the way. Today with the internet and, and the, the, uh, the vast variety of resources available to us as buyers, we're in control of the buyer process. We're in control of that sales cycle and buyers really, um, do all of their research, all of their homework for 75% of that cycle is now the buyer looking online and visiting websites and asking people's opinions and looking at review sites and checking uh, online for, for all kinds of things. Um, and then at the very end, when they've more or less decided who they want to do business with, then they reach out to the uh, to the business and say, mm-hmm. hey, I'm pretty sure I want to work with you, but I need some help with some you know last minute details. And if you want to like dig into the psychology of purchase behavior even more, it makes even more sense. Most people buy um, emotionally first and then rationalize it second. If you think about any of your purchase decisions, like, oh, this company seems so cool. I'd really like to do business with them. Or, oh, I love that sofa. I'd really like to buy that. Or, you know, that TV would look beautiful in my house. Like those are emotional responses. Yeah. You, you want to do business with those brands and those companies. And then the last part of the process is the rationalization piece. Oh, how much is it going to cost? How do I get it home? Um, what are the payment terms? Who am I going to work with? All those technical questions. That's where the salespeople come into play now. But all the stuff prior to that can be handled via some really good inbound marketing. I'm just interested in, because uh, Mike, you've been doing this sort of, you know, uh, your, your experience over the last 13 years or so. What makes inbound sort of successful or unsuccessful? What's your experience? So there's a yeah, it's a great question. So there's there's really three areas that that we've noticed separates the successful inbound efforts from the less successful ones. And the first one is strategy. So I know people don't really want to talk about strategy. It seems kind of daunting and you know, well my company, we already know who we are and no one really wants to work on strategy and to be honest with you a lot of clients don't really want to pay for strategy or value strategy. 
But without strategy, you really end up with an inbound marketing effort that's that's a little disjointed. It's all over the place. And mm. I know you're excited about your website. You're excited about your white papers. And you're excited about your emails. And everyone wants to get to the tactics. But if you don't think it through in the beginning, if you don't plan it out, if you don't structure it properly, those tactics are not going to execute in a in a productive way. And you'll find yourself looking around wondering, why isn't this working You'll start to doubt inbound. You'll start to doubt maybe who you're working with. And really, it has nothing to do with it. It's just you didn't quite think it through all the way. And an extension of that is the second issue we see a lot is that because inbound requires so many integrated tactics that if they're not tightly sewn together – and the the metaphor I use is is more of like a – a a concert at an orchestra, right? Mm, You could have the flutist playing the most beautiful melody and you could have the string, uh, the violinist over here playing the most beautiful music. But if you don't have someone kind of conducting it and if it's not organized properly and they haven't practiced and, you know, if everything isn't perfectly synchronized, you're not going to have a great concert. It's going to sound really strange. Mm. And that's exactly what happens with inbound. If you don't know what keywords you want to be found for, you can't build your website right. If you don't know what the buyer journey looks like, you can't create the right content. If you don't know um, uh, how you're going to turn people from visitors into leads and your conversion strategy is off. If you don't know what their issues are, you can't nurture them properly. So the other thing I see is that the tactics are not connected. They're still kind of siloed and and executing in a way that prevents it from all working together the way it should. And the final piece is uh, inbound marketing is is by far the most data-driven marketing exercise you'll ever do. And what that means is you really have to understand the data. You have to understand where it lives and how to find it and what it's telling you. And then you have to know what to do after you analyze the data. And we call that the optimization phase of the engagement. So even if I plan it and even if I build it properly, I need to then continue to optimize it over time. So what is the data telling me? What do I need to do about it? My the reason I have like a, a cool title of chief inbound scientist is it really becomes a very experimental and a very testing oriented engagement at that point to tweak the landing page and tweak the email and change the website page a little bit, all designed to improve the results over time. So that's the other thing I see people missing out on a lot is they don't know how to optimize the program. So it sometimes underperforms. You mentioned actually, um, and we've visited this a few times on the show, you mentioned um, sort of getting all the moving parts working together. I'm guessing that relies a lot on communication and that can be tricky, can't it? And especially in a large organization. Have you had uh, much experience of that sort of problems with communication? Yeah, it's a great question. And yes, we have a lot of experience with that. You know, for instance, you know, we write a lot of content, we create a lot of content for our clients. And, uh, you know, for the most part, and we tell clients this going in, like, we're never going to know your business like you do. We're never going to be an expert in your industry as much as you are. As as many companies as we might have worked with, or as much as we research and study, you're going to be the expert. Mm. So, and by the way, we want to position them as the experts anyway, right? So, We want to interview their subject matter experts. We want to try to get as much knowledge from them as possible. So we need them to participate. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. You know, on top of that, we want to position them as thought leaders. We want to position them with a lot of, you know, domain expertise. We want to highlight the experts in their company. So it does take a fair amount of investment on their part to create these assets and mm. to understand what we're doing. But but that's, uh, a re- in our opinion, that's a really good investment that they should be making in their own business anyway, because that's stuff that's really sustainable, you know, especially for software companies. They love competing on features and benefits within the product, but they also know deep down in their heart that their competitors will probably come out with those features shortly thereafter anyway. Mm. But if we can position the company as thought leaders and the individuals as experts, those are really sustainable competitive competitive advantages that can be leveraged for a long time. So while, yes, you're right, we're kind of challenging them to put a little bit of extra time in, but in the end, it, it really benefits the, the, the company quite significantly. You also mentioned um, the sales part of the funnel, and I was just wondering about, um, do you have to be careful not to come on too strong in the sort of sales phase of sort of inbound marketing? Yes, again, really insightful question. So we find this a lot. So the whole inbound marketing effort is really not to sell. It's, it's to educate. And we advise our clients not to make their marketing promotional and, you know, not to come off, you know, talking too much about themselves and, and really convert the entire experience into, you know, what do you need, Mr. Prospect? How can I help you, Mrs. Prospect? You know, let me educate you on what's going on so you can make a good decision. And then we do find sometimes that when that process goes well, and the, 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 the prospect converts from kind of the marketing phase into the sales phase where they basically, you know, tell our client like, okay, I want to talk to a salesperson. I'm ready to move forward. And the salesperson comes on too salesy. Mm. The prospect is taken aback. And, and the, uh, honestly, the sales process can slow down almost to a grind at that point because the marketing has done a really good job not intimidating or making the prospect feel anxious and really making them feel good and getting them to know, like, and trust you um, and make them feel safe, which is really key to selling something is once your prospect feels safe, they'll be fo- comfortable going forward with you. Yeah. And if the salesperson now kind of you know ruins that feeling, back to the emotional aspect again, 
it can be troublesome. So we do spend time with our clients trying to help them understand how their sales process has to match the marketing process, has the, how the sales experience has to continue that marketing experience of education and guidance and, advi- and advising so that the prospect kind of continues to flow through that funnel and out the end as a new customer. You mentioned education there. Um, some bigger businesses aren't really using inbound, are they? What are your thoughts on this and sort of how can yeah. we educate them? Yeah, you're right. They're not. And my, my general feeling is that some of the, the bigger companies that have yet to kind of get behind inbound, um, you know, it, it, it's 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 still easy to be uh, focused on awareness, right? If, if I'm a CMO at a bigger company and, you know, all I have to do is, you know, create this kind of vague notion of awareness for my business. You know, I went to 10 trade shows. I did this advertising. You know, we were seen on 40 websites through our banner ad program. You know, those are relatively easy initiatives to execute and be accountable for. But if I have to stand up in front of the board and say, hey, I generated 300 leads this month or, you know, I was supposed to generate 300 leads and I only got 100, you know, now you're you're really accountable and, and mm-hmm. you're kind of visible in terms of your ability to contribute to the business results of the company. So I still think, honestly, a lot of marketers would prefer to be uh, in the awareness arena and maybe less accountable for real business results. But everything that I read is that's quickly going away. And I think once that kind of transitions a little more aggressively, you'll have marketing people who historically have thought about their marketing efforts from an awareness perspective. They'll really start to look for ways to really impact the business in a more dramatic way. And I think that'll introduce more people to inbound. Mm. So Mike, we've, we've talked about inbound. I suppose we've We've uh, been, we've sort of, you know, barely scratched the surface, but sort of in your sort of years of experience, if there was one sort of top tip or or takeaway for our audience today, uh, what would it be? I think that uh, the big tip I'm going to tell you is uh, the way the world is moving uh, inbound is going to be the way you market your business. It, it won't be an option. You know, do I want to do inbound or do I want to do something else? Uh, when you look at the writing on the wall, you know, less people are watching television commercials, less people are reading magazines, less people are going to trade shows. Like we talked about earlier, more people are controlling the the sales cycle uh, because of their access to information and the web. And uh, you know, if you think that trend is going to continue. Um, look at all the people who now run ad blockers on their browsers or all the people who run ad blockers on their phones. You know, yeah. the, 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 the ability to interrupt people with advertising is going to only become more difficult. And if you think that trend is going to continue, then you have to look at options to get around that. And the options to kind of circumnavigate the way the world is going is to focus your energy on being there when people are looking for you. Mm. Um, and that's really an inbound methodology. You know, stop interrupting them and start educating them. Create such compelling content that people find it and share it and talk about it and then end up on your website. Create such an amazing website experience that people get engaged and click and, you know, comment and and share and, and just want to come back because you, your, your website is a, a resource for them to do their jobs better. That's how you'll earn their attention instead of renting their attention. And you'll build an asset, which is are people who are interested in what you do. And it'll actually become quite easy to market to them. Now, the rub on this is that doesn't happen overnight. You know, that's not like buying a Super Bowl ad where you get a big spike the next day mm. and everyone's happy. You know, earning people's attention takes time. 
So you have to be all in and you really have to you know, uh, make the commitment to get good at this. It's a, lear- a new methodology, something you might have to learn. And it's going to take a little bit of energy and effort. Mike, do you think that um, inbound marketing and let's call it interruption marketing, because I, I like that term. Do you think the two can live in harmony together or do you think they're just so opposite that you should try and sort of do one or the other? Well, I, I kind of feel like there's an opportunity for them to potentially exist together. For instance, the other day I was talking to a client who really wanted to do some advertising and they were very comfortable with you know, some of the advertising they had done. And we actually came up with a fairly creative way for them to do the advertising in an inbound way. Mm-hmm. So you know, instead of just putting the ad out and hoping people, you know, uh, call them or, or visit their website, our suggestion was, well, let's put a little offer at the bottom of the ad. Let's, you know, let's create a really compelling ebook that, that's, if they're interested in this kind of content, they can go to a landing page and they can put in their contact information and they can convert. You know, the first thing that does is it, look, we'll give you some good metrics on your advertising. So as opposed to saying, well, I think it works now we'll be able to say, well, we drove a thousand people to this website and, you know, 300 uh, people gave us their email address. So that's, you know, a a measure of success and Mm. certainly a measure uh, for whether that program is working or not. But look at the leads you'll get as a result of this ad. So not only will you satisfy your desire to create some awareness there, but you'll also have some new people that we can talk to. We can nurture those people and, you know, work them through the funnel for your sales team to eventually, you know, pick up a couple of those and, and maybe turn them into customers. So while I might not find that an optimal scenario because they're still, in my opinion, spending money on awareness and, and mm. maybe that's not the best place to spend their money. Mm. At least we've given them the ability to measure that that interruptive marketing better and maybe potentially see how it works and maybe over time migrate away from that stuff towards more of an inbound approach. Well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on. It's a fascinating area. How can our listeners find out more about you, more about Square2 Marketing? Oh, you can visit our website, uh, www.square2marketing.com, where we have a ton of resources and a ton of information on inbound marketing, on content marketing, on, on email marketing, everything you would need to know on, on how to improve the results for your clients. Uh, you can follow me on, uh, on Twitter at mike2marketing.com. Uh, and you could actually reach out and email me. I'd be happy to talk to you about your particular issues, marketing programs, uh, questions you have at mike at square2marketing.com. And just for clarification, that, that Twitter handle, that's Mike, then the number two marketing, isn't it? Yep, that's correct. Fantastic. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes are in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Um, Once again, if you're enjoying the show, please do leave us a review. Um, We're always open to questions and suggestions as well. So you can email us at podcast at sitevisibility.com. You can tweet us at at sitevisibility. Um, If you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, D-O-C-T-O-R. POD on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can do so by by joining the site visibility group on LinkedIn. So it's uh, goodbye from me, Andy, and it's goodbye from Mike. Thanks, Andy. Love being on. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing.